What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to the TMD Podcast. We are back after a two-month hiatus. Uh, that might be the longest hiatus the show has taken. I'm not even really sure. Um, I know we took some long ones when we first started out. Uh, I don't know the exact dates. I didn't actually go back and look. But I know that this has been a two-month hiatus almost to the day because this will be coming out on January 13th. And it is now... Oh, wait. Did I just mess that up? It's 12.31. Just kidding. This is coming out on Tuesday. Um, yeah, that that's when I record this late. Um, but no, it's been a long time. Almost two months to the date. Last episode was November 14th. Uh, I, I, I Honestly, I don't even really have any explanation on why it's been so long. Um, I, did, I was planning on taking a break for probably the month of December anyways. So it probably only been like a... We another episode or maybe two after uh the last one came out, but I did just leave you guys uh hanging high and dry, no explanation, just I fell off the face of the earth. Honestly, probably most of you thought I died, but no, I'm I'm still uh well and alive, um and we are into the new year already. So happy new year, uh 2021. I hope for you has gone off to a good start, uh better than 2020. I think any anything. Other than 2020, will will be better. So, with that being said, um, I I really don't even know where to start. You know where where to pick up, uh, what to talk about. Um, it's been so long that the Patriots, they were on. We we were talking about them beating the Jets last episode. Uh, so that's how long ago the first time beating the Jets. That's how long ago it was. So. There's gonna be a little bit of Pat's talk. Uh, you, you know, I can't, I can't go a full episode without talking about the Patriots. It's just it has to be talked about. Um, and we're gonna, obviously, it's the NFL playoffs, so we're gonna be talking about the NFL. We're gonna be talking about, um, you know, just what's going on first weekend, wild card weekend, and we're gonna be talking about my picks for this upcoming weekend and who's gonna win there, and then we're gonna uh, wrap it up a little bit with some NBA talk. Uh, it's not going to be as long of an episode as we usually do. It's probably only going to be like 30 minutes. Um, I don't really know because, like I said, I do all these podcasts in one take. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm aiming for 30 minutes. I want to talk about the Celtics. And better yet, I want to talk about the NBA in general because a lot's going on with the NBA. Um, COVID is running rampant through the league. Um, we knew this was going to happen. I just didn't expect it was going to happen this early. But that's what we got on the show for today. So with that being said... Uh, let's just get into it. Um, also this episode, because it's the first one back, I don't want to bog you guys down with any advertisements. So no ads for this, um, this episode, we're literally just going to hop right into the NFL talk like, like right now. Uh, so let's go. We're kicking off with Patriot stuff. Um, season's been over now for two weeks. It's fair to say that the cam experiment didn't work. Uh, it, it clearly backfired. Uh, he let he let the, let everyone down a number of times. Um, as a player, as a person, you know, I, I honestly, as a person, I can say that Cam um, he overcame a lot of the expectations that I had set for him. You know, I thought he was going to be typical ta- typical Cam. Sorry, but um. No, you know, he, he really did. He, he he overcame a lot of what I thought he was going to be like personally. Um, on the field, he, I mean, he definitely underperformed, but you got to remember before the Patriots got Cam, you know, he wasn't Cam. You know, that he, he wasn't what he was. He wasn't the 2015 MVP Cam. So I think, I think it was wrong 
going into this whole experiment um, for people to expect Cam to be the Cam that had an arm, the Cam that could do it all, because he, he wasn't that Cam. And it showed this year um, his his arm might never be right again. That might be the best he's got from here on out, which it's, it's not enough to be a starting quarterback. Now, the other part of the Cam's game, the way he – he is able to react uh, the way he's able to scramble and, and extend plays, extend drives. Um, that is still very valuable. I will give that to Cam. Uh, I think he's a very reliable option in certain situations for teams. I think as a Patriots fan, personally, I know something that happened this year that has never happened in our 20-plus years with TB12 was that we went for it on fourth and once we, from – the opposite side of the field. You know, we went for those types of plays. So that was, at least for Patriots fans, um, that was something definitely new. Um, that was a benefit from having Cam. You know what I mean? Like, he, he was able to extend at least series um, at times with his legs. Uh, clearly, he wasn't the, the passer that Brady is. Clearly, he wasn't able to throw the long ball. Um, clearly, he wasn't able to really even throw the short ball. Granted, his receivers, they're not the best in the NFL. I will say, you know, the this year we had a few surprises at, in the receiving core. Um, a few duds that are pre- still turning out to be duds. Uh, Nikhil Harry. But, I mean, it, I just I don't put it all on Cam. You know, I think the offensive struggles, um, a lot of it is on Cam. You know, I mean, not being able to, to reach receivers when you throw the ball, that that. It falls on Cam clearly, but I mean, I don't know. I think I think that there was times where you know all at all facets of the Patriots game was just not good. I mean, to say that their defense was there every game and that they they didn't give up thirty points, they they didn't do. I mean, and yes, the offense has to keep the defense on the field. You know, there's that whole argument which we're not going to get into because the season's done. It's over. It is what it is. But, I mean, to put it all on Cam, uh, I think, is unfair because I think him coming into New England, um, being the guy right after Tom Brady, um, all the success that the Patriots have had and New England has had, it, it's, it was an unfair advantage for Cam going into it. Um, he, he clearly isn't the same player. So I don't put it all on Cam. I put a good amount of it on Cam, but I don't put it all on Cam. You know, I think... It's it's unfair to do that. Um, he's clearly not the same. He's older. Uh, he's still athletically though. He's still a, a very viable quarterback. I I think he's a the best version. Um, if if a team was smart enough, the the best thing to do with Cam Newton. And I'm not saying he's gonna win the Patriots. I'm not saying that this is gonna happen on the Patriots. But in a perfect world, Cam Newton is a backup, and he is what Taysom Hill is to the Saints. He can come in. You can't rely on him to throw the ball, but you can rely on him to run the ball. Um, and, yeah, it's a dead giveaway, and it's sad to say because Cam was an MVP, but I, I just think that that's where, after watching him for a year, that's just where he's at um, in his career. You know, it's, it, I don't know what's going to happen to his arm. I can't imagine something crazy is going to happen to his arm over this offseason. Maybe it will, um, but I don't know. I just It, it didn't work with the Patriots, so... I think that that's really the only viable option for Cam is just, you know, expand on what he's already good at and what he's been good at his entire career 
which hasn't failed him yet, and that's being able to run the ball um, and be more of a, a mobile quarterback than a throwing quarterback. So, and again, I just I don't think that, that fit the Patriots' offense going into this. I really don't. Um, it's hard to switch up an entire offensive system around one quarterback in in off season where you don't have a real off season. You know, um, twenty twenty was a weird year, um, and and I'm not saying that that is an excuse. Um, obviously, you know, the Patriots, they should be better than that. And I thought that they changed up the system a little bit for Cam. Um, it, it's a, it was a weird year to say the least. So I also want to address, because this is a big one, uh, especially for, I feel like a lot of my, a lot of the people listening right now is the whole Stidham debate. Um, and I don't know, I just, as much as I love Stidham, um, I love like the narrative of Stidham, uh, I really don't. I feel like it wouldn't have been that different with with Stidham in the game over Cam. I really, I really believe that. Um, and I know there's nothing to really back up back that up, but there's no argument to really back up that he would have been better than Cam. So um, I don't know. I just I don't think I don't think either way the Patriots quarterback options this year were that great. Um, and that sh- that showed in the Kansas City game, uh, but. I don't know. It it was just it wasn't a good year all around for the Patriots. So you just gotta you know you just, there's there's nothing else to really be said. Uh, you know what happened happened. I think Cam. I think that this team actually could have been better than their record. I think Cam lost them. If we want to say it, he lost them like three or four games. Uh, that clearly tra- changes their record, puts them in the playoffs in the AFC. But what happened happened. Uh, I don't think. Stidham can make the plays that Cam can make, and I don't think Cam. I think Cam can make some of the plays that Stidham can make. I think Cam was a better option for the Patriots if you're looking at both. Uh, Stidham might have a better arm, but Cam is a is a more veteran quarterback. He's he's he knows defenses. He's 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 had more chances. He and he extends plays. He's a former MVP, so it's hard to say that Stidham should have taken the starting job or whatever. I I, I just I don't really believe in that narrative. Um, but I don't know. That's looking forward for the Patriots. Um, I, I definitely talked about this on the last episode cause I remember making this a point. Um, and that was beating the jets kind of shot ourselves in the foot because you, I knew we were going to be saddled with like a pick that was not in the top 10, but it wasn't, wouldn't be in like the twenties. It was going to be like in the teens and it's looking now like it's going to be the 15 spot for the Patriots. Um, and I don't know that that's a hard position in the draft to be like, okay, well, what do you take? Do you, do you take a quarterback? Are there any a real game changing elite quarterbacks that anybody thinks are going to be ready right off the rip to come into New England and handle in New England and, and try and win in New England? At fifteen, are, are like are they there? Are you better off trying to get a receiver because your receiving core sucks? So you know it's just there's a lot of questions. I don't know who they're projected to take. Uh, do you get a tight end again? I I don't know. There's just so many questions going forward. Um, but honestly, I can say I'm a little excited for it because after this year, uh, it was a lot of heartbreak. You know, it's definitely different. I mean, I, this is probably the first team in a while. I probably since the Celtics when they traded. Ray Allen Pearson, or when they traded traded Terry Pearson KG, and that that 
team was done. Uh, where you're looking at your team now and you're like, okay, well, we're going to stink. We're going to stink. It's just how it is. So, I don't know. That, 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 that's where we're at with the Patriots. I, I don't know. Uh, we got a big offseason here. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with their high, the, the guys that are taking up a lot of money. Uh, do, do you get rid of them? Do you just scrap it all and start over? I had no idea. Uh, but I'm ready for whatever Belichick's got. Whatever grandmaster plan Belichick's got, I'm ready for it. So... And I'm excited for it, honestly. Um, I really can say that I'm I'm just usually at this point in an offseason for the Patriots, I have an idea of what to expect for the next year. I had an idea going into when we got Cam Newton. Uh, you know, it, it was going to be different. And it was definitely different this year, to say the least. Uh, but right now, I have no idea what to expect from the Patriots. And that's fine because it's still early. Um do they re-sign Cam? I, I don't know. That I wouldn't be surprised if Belichick re-signs Cam. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Um That's just me. I don't know. Um so we'll see. That that that's really all you can say with the Patriots is we'll just, you know, we'll see what happens moving forward. I think there's again, I think there's a lot of positives to look for going forward than negatives. Now, am I saying we're gonna win a Super Bowl next year? The fan in me wants to say, yes, we're winning a Super Bowl. Do I actually believe that? Probably not. But, I mean, I don't know. Again, there's just so many I don't knows out there that it's hard to say what's going to happen. So, the best I can say, and what I've probably said now five times, is we'll see what happens. Um, but, the NFL is is still going on with the New England Patriots out of the playoffs. I know, crazy that that's actually happening. But it is still actually going on, and we just had Wild Card Weekend, which was a it was a fun one. I'll admit, um, some of the games were a little you knew going into it who was gonna win. Um, but I'm just gonna run through all the games quickly, um, and, and I want to start off actually with the first game of the weekend, um, and it wasn't really talked about as much as I thought it was gonna be on Sunday uh, after it happened or since it happened and was the bills colts game um because the bills had a lot of hype like going into this game like there was it wasn't really going to be that much of a game it was going to be kind of like a throttling by the bills and it really was not that at all um it was actually like the complete opposite which is not surprising to me honestly because i've been questioning the bills probably the entire uh, year. Um, if you've listened to our fantasy football podcast, I was never a real believer in the Bills, and I don't think that they really caught fire until the last few weeks of the season. Uh, I didn't see it. I still don't really see it. But nonetheless, we're here. Um, and they're in the playoffs. They won. They beat the Colts uh, by three. So we're not, they didn't throttle them like a lot of people thought they were gonna they were going to do going into the game. But um, I think that that last play on that, f- or not the last play, but one of the last plays on the final drive uh, just raises a lot of questions. And I'm talking about the pass to, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, it's Pascal. Philip Rivers' pass to Pascal on that fourth down uh, that was a fumble, or it should have been ruled a fumble on the field. The refs called it not a fumble. So, 
The Colts rush up to the line, trying to get the playoff. Sean McDermott calls timeout. Clearly, it's it's on camera. There's a tweet out there. Go to my Twitter. Uh, scroll down a few tweets. It's there. There you can clearly tell Sean McDermott is calling a timeout right in the ref's ear, and the ref proceeds to go run. And the play has already happened. The play, the other play has gotten off. So Philip Rivers and the Colts have rushed up to the line and they snap the ball and then a timeout is called after the snap and the pass is actually already completed. Uh, and that pass that gets completed actually puts the Colts into field goal range, which is very bizarre. Actually, no, 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 no. I'm, I, that's a lie. That's a lie. That that that's further down. Let me get to that. So. Colts run up, they snap the ball, timeout's called. Uh, the Bills are charged with the timeout when that timeout is called. They review the call, they say the call stands, that the runner was down by contact, but the Bills get their timeout back because the booth wanted to review it. Interesting. So not only did they get the call wrong, because it was clearly a fumble, um, Pascal got up and was untouched and then got hit Uh as he's standing fully up, there's nothing. His knees aren't touching the ground. His hands, touch, the only thing touching the ground, but nothing else besides the palm of his hand is touching the ground, which is not considered down. So he gets hit, loses the ball. It should have been a Buffalo. The game should have been over right there. Instead, this happens. The refs reward Buffalo with their timeout back. Play goes by. Uh, I don't know what happens. Um, I think it's, I think they run a play and it's on second down. They're about to run another play quickly after the first down doesn't get much or they don't go out of bounds. Something happens. And then the same situation happens again where Phillip Rivers, they snap the ball. Phillip Rivers actually throws a pass that is completed for a first down, but the, it, the play is stopped and a timeout is called again by the Bills. This play then gives the Colts and puts them in field goal range. So this is a very critical play uh, that's not being talked about at all because the Bills called two timeouts with only one timeout, um, and they lost a challenge, which wasn't a challenge, I guess. Uh, so they shouldn't have had the timeout to begin with. The call should have been reversed to begin with too, but it wasn't. And then that timeout that they give the Bills back actually helps the Bills more than the uh, just as much as the reverse call would have. Uh, takes the Colts out of field goal range. They incomplete the next two passes and the game's over. One of the weirdest endings to one of the, to the first playoff game uh, of a season. Um, regardless, the Bills should have won. But I, I, I guess I was just a little bit um, thrown in how it all ended. Because I was just so caught off guard at how the refs just gave Buffalo back a challenge at that they lost uh it was i don't know it was weird so that the bills won by three uh philip rivers who knows he might be done we're not really sure um but we'll see uh next game was the rams versus the seahawks um not much to say really about this game i think everyone saw this uh it was just the Seahawks were just an offensive heavy team. Their defense sucked all year. Uh, they they almost lost to the Patriots. Literally, the offense bailed them out. Um, so I I knew from early on that this they weren't going to be that great of a team. 
Um, and it clearly showed the defense was just better, and they they stopped the offense uh, this this past weekend against the Seahawks. I mean, they stopped them enough to win. Uh, and then they had the the interesting story here was that um, the Rams quarterback uh, Walford got hit and got taken to the hospital, and Jared Goff was thrusted into the game, back into his starting role. And I wouldn't say that he like performed crazy but he wasn't like awful uh he did what needed to be done in the rams once so that was i guess you could call that an upset but like was it really um i guess it was because it was the rams you know i mean no one's expecting the rams to be like that great that great uh and everyone was expecting russell wilson and that offense to be amazing but the rams defense is just it's a good it's a great defense so it's not really that shocking um the next game was the buccaneers first washington this was one of those weird games where you were like, who did you want to win? You know, because watching the game, you you knew the Buccaneers were going to win. Um, I knew, I've said this since day one, since Brady left the Patriots, uh, once the Patriots were out of the playoffs, I'd be rooting for Tom Brady. So I wanted the Bucs to win. I want the Bucs to win a Super Bowl. I want Brady to win another Super Bowl. But, um, and only because the Patriots are out of the playoffs. I want to make that clear. But I got to admit, like, I'm watching this game, and I kind of wanted Washington to win. Um, and not because I didn't want to see Brady not win. I wanted to see um, Heineke win. I, I love that. That was great. That was that was so fun to watch. That guy wanted to win so badly. You could tell. Uh, and it just sucks because his team's awful. He literally had to do everything. Uh, and he, <laughs> he was a backup XFL quarterback. Uh, and this guy was almost won an NFL playoff game, and it was it was just fun to watch. Uh, what, what were his stats? I'm looking at them right now. Brady finished with 381 and two, TD, two TDs, but uh, Heineke put up 306 yards, one passing TD, and he had 48 rushing yards and one amazing rushing t- touchdown. I mean, that might be the play of the the playoffs so far. His dive, even though they lost, his diving touchdown was by far the best the best play that happened. Uh, so that was, that was so much fun to watch. Uh, I was a hundred percent. I'll admit I was a hundred percent rooting for Heineke to win that game, but you knew it was over when Heineke like went to the, he like hurt his shoulder and he had to like, he sat out one series and it just, you, you knew when the Bucks scored after that, it was over. They, they weren't coming back. Uh, Bucks won 31 to 23 Sunday. We had, Ravens versus Titans. Was that it was actually a great game. Uh the Ravens. I mean, if Lamar Jackson isn't having a good game, the I I if I'm a betting man, I'm not putting money on the Ravens at all in the playoffs. Uh I know they beat the Titans. Uh I don't think the recipe to beat the Titans was really that hard this season. I mean, it was really pretty much just like, you know, throw everybody at the on the defensive line and just pray to stop Derrick Henry. And you pretty much beat the Titans, and that's pretty much what they did. I think, what did he finish with? Derrick Henry finished with 40 yards on 18 carries. I, I mean, and they, the, the Titans scored 13 points. I mean, so... The, the final drive sums it up. Tannehill throwing the interception sums it up. Uh, sums up their entire year. Sums up that Derrick Henry was pretty much the only factor in that offense. And 
all you got to do is stop him, and you pretty much stop the Titans. But Lamar Jackson looked good. Uh, I'm I'm happy he finally got his first playoff win. That was that was great. Uh, but you know, I don't know, dude. Like, I I'm not. I don't think the Ravens are gonna. Uh, they could. I mean, because Lamar Jackson's he's tough to stop. He's tough to stop. I'll give you that. He's very tough to con- to contain. He's tough to defend against. But. This season, he showed he's not consistent in doing what he did on Sunday. So, I don't know. It's it's tough for me to say, yeah, they're going to go in and they're going to win this weekend. Because I don't believe they are. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, Ravens won 20-13. Next game was the Saints versus the Bears. This game was just ugly. There's just no other real way to put it. This was just like an ugly game. I think going into halftime, it was like the lowest scoring playoff game. Like I think it was like three to, I forget what it was. It was very low scoring, and it was it was uh it was ugly. Um, but the Saints, their offense got going in the second half. Uh, they started clicking. Um, they they beat the Bears. No real like, whoa, they beat the Bears. I mean, they should have beaten the Bears. Uh, so not really a shocker there. Um, next game, the best game of the weekend, especially if you're a New England Patriots fan, the most satisfying game this weekend and the most satisfying quarter to watch, uh, was the first quarter of the Brown Steelers game because that game was atrocious for the Steelers. I mean, the, at the end of the first quarter, it was 28 to zero. The Browns were winning, by the way, got it, got to clarify that in case some, whoever's listening didn't watch. Uh, it was so bad, but somehow Big Ben finishes the game with 500 yards. Uh, four interceptions though. Yikes! I mean, I I don't know. I think it's it might be time, Ben, might be time to hang it up. But I also heard uh somewhere that if he stays with the team, it's like he's 40 million, and then if he leaves and goes anywhere else, he's getting 20 million. So I wouldn't be surprised if Big Ben is back next year for some from extra cash. But I mean, this was a. It the Steelers were just pretenders. I mean, granted they had the easiest schedule in the league uh, to start the year, um, but I mean they were just awful down the stretch. Like they, like awful. I said earlier on this podcast that the Bills have been like great the last like four weeks, five weeks. The Steelers have been the exact opposite. Like one in five to end the end their last six games. Like that's that's awful. They were atrocious. So, um, good. You know, I mean, I it's it's sad too because they put up thirty seven points. Thirty seven points should like be winning you uh, any any game. Never mind a playoff game, but they gave up forty eight points. Where is that Steelers defense? Non existent. So, Steelers got a lot to do uh, this offseason. Um, we'll see. Uh, but that that rounded out the games for this week. Um, I th- I thought you know, all in all, they were good. Uh, they were good games. Um, they were fun to watch for the most part. Like I said, there was there's a some like that Bucks Washington game, the Saints Bears, like games like that. Like you knew they were gonna like win. Um, there there's a few crazy uh plays, you know, the Bills play, um, the interception to pretty much ice the game for. Uh, the Ravens at the end on uh, the final drive. Um, and then there was entertaining games like the Browns and Steelers. 
games. So moving forward, um, next week we are looking at, and these are the lineups, uh, in order. I'm pretty sure here. So Saturday at four thirty-five, we got the Rams versus the Packers. Hey, if the Rams defense keeps it up and Jared Goff, uh, his his throwing arms come, it, it comes back. Who knows? Um, they stopped the high-powered offense before. Uh, it's gonna be tough because the Packers are very good, but I mean, hey, the Rams are playing. The Rams are playing right now. The the football they need. Uh, they need to replicate what they did this past weekend to have a chance against against the pack the Packers. God, um, the Ravens versus the Bills. Again, if Lamar doesn't do what Lamar's been doing, um, I'm not really that high on the Ravens. Uh, so I I'm gonna take the Bills there. I'm gonna take the Packers. Uh, too. Browns versus the Chiefs. Hold up and, and let me uh, play the case here for the Browns. Now, I know the Browns pretty much just won their Super Bowl uh, this past weekend. They beat the Steelers, um, and they won the first first game in God knows how long. Um, but the Browns' offensive line was unstoppable. The Browns ran over the Steelers' defensive line. Who has a better defensive line on the year? Steelers or Chiefs? It's going to be an interesting game. I think if the Browns can do what they want to do um, and they, they can run the ball down the throat, they can control the game, uh, I, I don't know. The Browns, a, a, and I, I think that this Chiefs team is a very vulnerable team. I don't think that they're as dominant uh, as everyone thinks they are. So... Don't be surprised if there's an upset. Also, don't be surprised if the Chiefs win by like 40 because that's very typical and would be very on par with the, the Cleveland Browns to do. Um, but I would also not be shocked to see if the Browns somehow pull this game out. Um, moving on, Bucks versus the Saints. Round three. Saints are up 2-0. You know what they say. It is always hard to beat a beat team three times. Now, this is definitely a different Bucks team, not personnel-wise per se, but the way they've started to click coming down the end of the season here, going into the playoffs, the offense seems very, very good. If the defense can show up. Now, is the offensive line going to hold up for Brady? Yeah, I don't know. That, that's that been the biggest problem in these games uh, is Brady just getting pummeled by the Saints' line, defensive line. Um, is Mike Evans going to be able to beat Marshawn Lattimore? I don't know. But, I mean, I think if I'm a betting man, I'm going to go TB12 in the playoffs. Um, you know I mean? TB12 loses regular season games. Uh I, I can't see him losing. Uh, I can't bet against the guy who's given my favorite team uh, six Super Bowls. I just can't. So I can bet against the Saints because they have actually lost in the uh, in in horrible fashion the last like three years in the playoffs. So I would not be surprised if if uh, actually you know if I'm a betting man, I'm putting it down on the Bucks to win that game. So we'll see. Um, those are my picks. And that's what I got really for the the NFL. Um, I think, all in all, uh, COVID year, regular season, NFL. I thought it was fun, you know. I thought it was entertaining. I definitely looked forward to it every week. Uh, it was definitely different 
um, at times. You know, I mean, no fans definitely makes watching the games like a little less fun. Uh, but it wasn't bad. You know, fantasy was fun. Uh, the Leatherheads podcast, fantasy football was a blast. Love doing that. Definitely gonna be doing that next year. Hope you guys tune into that next year. But all in all, yeah, fantasy. I mean, <laughs> NFL football was fun this year. Um, worst part about it was my boy J11. And, well, yeah, no, worst part about it was the Patriots were just, like, not that good. But the second worst part about it was that the my boy J11 was, uh, he was he was out most of the year. He was there for the first uh, few games, but he was out most of the year. Uh, with an injury, hopefully he comes back. Um, now, I'm not just saying that because I got his jersey this year, but I did. Red one. It's beautiful. I got it. So, uh, Jules, I'm praying for you. Hope you're listening. I'm praying for you. Um, and with that being said, it is time to move on to the NBA, which is at a very um, – and we're at 33 minutes here. So I'm going to roll through the NBA real quick here. Um, the NBA is at a very interesting point. Um, I say that because last week we heard a lot of concerns from analysts, former players, people talking about, you know, you know, the COVID implications, uh, people sitting out, people having to quarantine, this, that, all the all this stuff. Is the NBA better off doing a, uh, a bubble again? Um, right, would it be more beneficial? Uh, so I think this the Celtics now uh, have canceled two games because they haven't had enough active people for the games due to COVID issues. Uh, someone came in contact. I want to say it was Jason Tatum came into contact with someone that played in a Miami Heat game. Uh, and then later that night, reports came out that he had to be quarantined to 12 to 14 days, whatever. Then it came out that like nine other players who came in contact with Tatum had to do the same thing for 10 days. So there was going to be missing games and they're, they're two games postponed now. Um, which also means that people on the the Miami Heat now have to have this have this issue. Uh, everyone on the Miami Heat has to get tested. Some people on the Heat are sitting. So you can see how this is like spiraling um, down. And it also came out that the Dallas Mavericks did not have eight eligible people uh, to play their game this earlier this week. And we're seeing teams play like we saw a few last week or maybe – no, it was definitely last week. The 76ers played a game when like five – like all five of their starters were out of the game. So, setting. So, I, I think the NBA is definitely at an interesting point um, because it's just – it's not the same. Uh, you, know, you know, it's weird because going into the NFL season, I was questionable – um, about how they were gonna like handle, handle it. Um, and it's it's a lot different from the NBA. Um, the NFL is only one game a week. You travel on one day, you play, then you're back. You know, I mean that's just how it is. The NBA is a little bit different because you're doing road trips, but like you're doing them like two games at a time. So like teams come to town, they play you twice, and that's it. There's no splitting it one one. Um, so. The Celtics, let's take them for example because I've been watching all their games. Celtics, they're playing, I don't even know who the heck they played this year. Uh, wherever they've gone, they play, two, they play two games. So they played Detroit, two games at Detroit. They played the Nets, two straight games versus the Nets at home. 
that's just how it's going to be this whole year. So that adds like an interesting aspect to it because when you when you take like an away trip, um, and you know you play like away game, away game, and then you travel to another stadium, you play away game, away game, then you travel home, and you and you're sitting like you play back to back. So that's the other that's that's the other caveat to this situation is take the situation where the Celtics played the Pistons um, and then the Pacers. That's what it was. So they played the Pacers first and they played them on like a Wednesday. Then they play, then they sat for Thursday. Then they played them on a Friday and then on Saturday they're playing the Pistons. So like they're traveling that night after the game. That that adds a lot of like flag red flags right there. Um, and now we're at a point in the season where it's what the heck do you do? Because now you got teams canceling, you got to postpone games. It's gonna have effects. Um, and it's only been two teams so far, but I mean, who knows? By the time this comes out, there could be two more teams. There could be no more teams for the rest of the season. I don't know, but I think. And I've had mixed opinions on this because when you think about, okay, well, what if you just did for the playoff teams again a bubble in Florida? Okay, but how does a play, how does a team's record get affected because they got their most important players like Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they're all sitting for like 14 days. All right, that's like seven games they miss. How does that impact their – I mean, teams like the Celtics should be fine, but then you got teams like the Mavs, not a not one of the top teams in the West, a, a mid-tier team who could be fighting for a lower playoff position. You got Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis, who's actually out with an injury, missing games. You know what I mean? Like so, there's there's implications to um, that aspect. So, and it's not really solving the problems at hand now. So, what you're really saying with the the putting a bubble up for the playoffs is okay. Well, a few months down the line, that that's going to be the answer there. But what are the answers like right now, other than just postponing games? Um, right now, the NBA has said that they're not going to do anything. They're just going to postpone the games because it's only been two teams, two organizations that have had this issue um, enough to affect games in the play of games. Um, we've had, like I said, the, the 76ers last week played with eight guys. So if you have eight guys eligible, you can play the game. Um I don't know. It's it's gonna be weird, for sure. Um, that's that's really all I can really say. Um, I I don't really have any solutions. Like I said, I'm not. I don't have any solutions. I I'm in full agreement with the playoffs because I thought the playoffs went were went very well for how, the best they could have done. Uh, the NBA playoffs for 2019 was the best sporting thing in 2019. I think that they did the best they could with it. Um, from a enjoyment of a fan um you had all the players well rested it was fun to watch so i'm in i'm in agreement but i mean i understand that doing that for 32 teams i think it's 30 or 32 teams in the nba it's a lot different than doing it for half the league um it's so i don't know hopefully it's not an issue though hopefully this is this is only like a two-team thing and you can just move on but i mean i i'm gonna close it up right now with just a little celtics talk Tatum and Jalen Brown are on an absolute tear. Uh, I don't even... They're unstoppable. Uh, Knock on wood. They've been killing it uh, since the the, the league started. Uh, I know there's been a few games 
uh, the Celtics have lost or whatnot. Um, there was that game where Tatum took the bad step back against the, I think it was the Pistons, or maybe it was the Pacers. I don't know. Um, no, it was the Pistons. Then they won against the Pacers. Uh, but other than that, um, they've been so much fun to watch. And I think the biggest, the best part about the Celtics, other than the two stars clicking, um, has been the fact that when someone sits out for the team, they step up those two. They stay, they, it's not like they, they drop, um, their play drops. They step up every game and they're consistent every game, which is what should be happening. Um, but against these playoff teams, they're stepping up and they're holding their own and they're winning these games, which is great to see. What also is great is that the Celtics bench has been great. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be great uh, in three months now from now, but I'm saying right now the Celtics' second five is maybe the best in the NBA. And that is why they're able to sustain people in and out of the lineup. Uh, Tristan Thompson not playing all the games because they are so deep and it's paying off right now. Um, Peyton Pritchard, probably the best surprise rookie um, of this class. I don't, I, I don't think there's anybody else that you can make a case for. Um, exactly what the Celtics needed Celtics don't need another scoring guard. They got Kemba for that when Kemba comes back. Jeff Teague, I know he's out right now with an injury. Jeff Teague, a great surprise signing. Um, so there's a lot of positives um, right now. Uh, I think this team's still going to change, though. You know, I wouldn't be su- surprised if this team still has to go through some some growing pains. I mean, Kemba Walker is going to come back. He got cleared last Wednesday to play uh, or start practicing with the team. No pain in the knee, whatever. So that that's gonna throw a wrench in the system for sure. I mean, you got Peyton Pritchard coming off the bench at the point guard spot. You get Jeff Teague coming off the bench at the point guard spot, and then you're adding Kemba back in, and you got Marcus Smart in there, and you got I don't even know. You you got a ton of guards, so it it could add some issues um, rotation wise. But I think in reality, this uh, this Celtics team isn't like. Uh, I think the only person, maybe, and he doesn't even have this problem because he's been so great, is is Jason Tatum with a start. I don't think Kemba's a star player. I mean, he was, but he doesn't have that star like attitude. You know what I mean? Where like he demands the ball. You know what I mean? He's a he's a point guard. He's assist. He's a, he's a he's a, a well rounded point guard who can who can score, who has the ability to score. So I think it. I don't think that the the whole playing time i think if the team keeps winning and they can incorporate kemba back in slowly um and become playoffs you know he's back in the, he's back in the starting rotation they have a solid rotation coming off the bench still i i don't know i think that the thompson signing for this team really was an overlooked when it happened at the time a great signing for the boston Celtics. i really think that because I mean that if you in reality that's all they were really missing was a dominant paint presence. I mean Tice is great, but he's not he's not Tristan Thompson on the offensive or defensive side of the ball when it comes to rebound. Um, so it's it just it it it, it filled what the Celtics lacked in the playoffs. Uh, 
And I think that that was apparent going into that that bubble. I mean, the, the, the I really think about one game that's that I knew going into the bubble playoff series spoke a lot to how the Celtics were going to perform. And it was that Oklahoma City Thunder game where Steven Adams just absolutely dominated the Celtics. And it was so glaring that their paint presence was going to be such a problem for the playoffs. And that's exactly what it was. Bam killed the Celtics in that Heat series. He was the difference maker. He killed the Celtics. Uh, the only thing that really helped the Celtics was that the fact that he like broke his shoulder, dislocated or had like an injury, and it prevented him. And he still was like killing the Celtics. So, I think I I'm a huge fan of the Tristan Thompson signing. Um, I know many people are not as satisfied with it, but I I personally was a big fan of it. Um, and I'm happy that it happened. Uh, I, and like I said, I think. The Celtics team has a lot to look forward to. I really do. Um, I think that they're going to be good. They're, they're solid. They're solid from... They're not solid just 1 through 5. They're solid 1 through 8. One through And as the season comes on here, 1 through 9 now with Peyton Pritchard. You can make that case. Um, now, I think where they're lacking still um, is that they don't really have like that... The guy that comes that score off the bench, they don't have that yet. Neesmith was going to be projected to be that guy. It doesn't look like it. Uh, so I think that that's really where they're lacking is you know that extra boost off the bench. But hopefully when Kemba comes back, that can be Jeff Teague. That can be maybe Marcus Smart. Who knows? You know. So we'll see. Um, like I said, still a long road to go. We're ten games into the season here. Um, who knows if we're even gonna get to the playoffs with the the way the NBA is going right now? But they they'll figure out a way, and uh, I'm I'm confident that the Celtics will be good. So I think that that's it. I I said 30 minutes, 60 minutes over in classic uh, TND podcast form. Uh, never sticking to what I actually say, um, and just rambling you know one take that's how we do it here at the podcast but no in all seriousness i'm happy to be back um next week i don't know i might go back to doing two episodes a week uh we'll see um i i did like doing that two shorter episodes a week or one short episode one long episode we'll see a lot of question marks but again i'm happy to be back uh and i got some stuff coming next week uh that that i promised i don't even god knows how long ago uh would be coming in the new year it's already here it's just not official yet so be on the lookout for that uh be sure to follow us on social media tnd podcast on twitter instagram tiktok now we're on tiktok uh and somewhere else i forget i'm i'm drawing a blank it's freaking it's 1 30 here um all right with that being said i will see you guys next week later